This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So let me just say, uh, your eyes are not deceiving you. You don't need an eye exam. Um... The video, we had a massive technical meltdown this morning. I'm not going to try to fake the funk on you. But rather than skipping the show altogether, uh, we had to do a workaround, meaning the video quality today is not up to Gee or Joe's standards. So we understand that the audio quality will be fine. So my apologies. There's nothing wrong with your computer. There's nothing wrong with your phone. Um, it is a technical glitch on our front. We're fixing it right now, but it's really important I get you a show. So uh, thank you for having some patience with us today. We deeply appreciate it. This is certainly not up to our standards, but honestly, there was no other option. Paula, Guy, and Joe have been working on it. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. I warned you about the FBI, what was going on with the FBI, and this thing called opportunity costs, and missed little keys and clues. Now, sadly, it's happening again. Loaded show today. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, producer Joe, let's go. Damn the torpedoes. Yeah, straight. that's right. Straight ahead. Damn the torpedoes. I love that. One of my favorites. That's up there with the beatings will continue until morality. <laughs> Two of my favorites. So them both on a shirt once. Thank you, by the way, for a massive launch of ParallelEconomy.com, our new payment processing service, ParallelEconomy.com. You all are great. Get away from Stripe. Join us and fight back against cancel culture. We had an absolutely massive unprecedented launch yesterday paralleleconomy.com you're the best audience in the business i really sincerely can't thank you enough now let's get to the really important stuff i've been warning you about the fbi and opportunity cost folks what is opportunity cost that's an economic term what does that have to do with the fbi well there is a cost to a foregone opportunity folks and it applies to the fbi what does that mean it means if i'm here today doing my show and i say my show makes uh you know x dollars and I choose not to do the show and I choose to go out and, uh, you know, try to deliver mail for a living, which is a great job. But if I choose to do that, I could be losing a lot of money. There's an opportunity cost. You know, Paula's a web designer. If she chooses to try to go out and do something, I'm not good at delivery. I don't know anything about it. If Paula doesn't know anything, uh, you know, about uh, lawnmower maintenance, if she tries to go out and be a lawnmower maintenance person rather than a web designer, she can say, oh, I'm making all this money doing lawnmower maintenance. Really, she's losing all the money she would have made as a web designer. There is a cost to lost opportunities, i.e. the FBI spending the last, what, Joe? I don't know, five plus years investigating political cases, uh, really uh, treating January 6th as if it was the greatest insurrection in human history, ignoring AT, uh, Antifa uh, and BLM. 
The FBI focusing on a Russia hoax about a PP tape that doesn't exist. And what's the cost of the lost opportunity? If you're doing this, you're not doing something else. You're not investigating terrorists. Here you go. You need an example? Sadly, I told you this was going to happen. Here's a video clip from Sky News about how the FBI and MI5 over in the UK blew it again. Another uh, terrorist lost on their radar. Why? I don't know. Maybe they were allocating all their time looking for this mysterious band of mass white supremacists all over the country planning insurrections. Here, check this out. We've now learned that he had also previously been on the radar of the security service, MI5. They started investigating him uh, in the back half of 2020. And I understand that the suspicions about him were related to Islamist terrorism. And what was described as a a short lead investigation, um, which is something that's short of a a longer term um, uh, covert investigation of of a subject of interest, that it concluded that there was no threat to national security at that time. Uh, And in terms of how long that investigation lasted, I understand that it was more than four weeks. It might have concluded, therefore, at the back end of 2020 or uh, as, uh, as late as the early part of 2021. This commentator there is talking about the Texas synagogue uh, suspect. Folks, how many times do we have to warn you about this, okay? Uh, and not you on the right. I don't mean to sound condescending. Forgive me. I'm talking to the people maybe left of center and certainly the radical leftists. What you don't understand is by... Let, let's try to get in a radical leftist mind for a moment. I know in their mind they're saying... Oh, well, Joe Biden and Merrick Garland and the FBI spending endless amounts of time on this mass white supremacy insurrection threat of the Trump voter and the Trump are going on. It's harmless. If there's no problem, what are you guys worried about? It's not harmless. That's the point. The FBI, folks, you understand they have a very limited number of agents. Very limited. Put this in perspective. The NYPD on any given year I would guess, based on when I was there, it's between 25,000 and I guess 30 police officers. That's for a, a city, a big city, but a city, a small portion of the United States. The entire FBI probably only has personnel, probably only 50,000 or less people. That's spread over the whole country and to investigate transnational stuff as well. They have field offices uh, all over the world, just like my form, uh, former employer does. So you're suggesting to me that this relatively small federal law enforcement workforce should allocate significant chunks of its budget and people towards investigating Trump supporters and PP tapes. So why I, I don't understand, like why people on the left keep asking, my gosh, how does the FBI keep missing all these people? We have had a litany of terrorists who have acted out on U.S. soil and the stories repeated over and over again. Oh, the FBI missed it. The FBI missed it. The FBI missed it. Now we have another one. This suspect here, Malika Crum, this Texas synagogue suspect here, right? Who apparently the UK had on their radar and deemed them not to be a national security threat. Maybe because people in the UK intelligence service were too busy colluding with our CIA and FBI to set up Donald Trump for the PP hoax. Hey guys, how about you get your heads out of your asses? Okay. I'm really sorry. 
I know this may put me on their radar, but that's okay. You know, I've always been an avid supporter of backing the blue, and I do. But my gosh, you got to back the Constitution, too. This is just nonsense. You're wasting a bunch of time on crap. And the non-crap, serious stuff like this is just flowing right underneath the bridge. It's not just the FBI. It's this, you know, upper level clown show going on at the CIA too. Look at this tweet by that hack John Harwood. That remember that guy get totally discredited during the what 2016 debates? Harwood. He's been trying to redeem his reputation by becoming a liberal activist. Here's his verified Twitter account, John Harwood, fake news specialist. He talks about this CIA Moscow station chief on CNN, some guy, Stephen Hall, who hilariously in his Twitter profile says, trying to be an anti-racist, meaning he's a, a racist, probably supports CRT, which is racist, right? Where he says, Moscow station chief Stephen Hall, anti-racist, notes that one reason Russia feels emboldened now is the success of its efforts to divide and weaken the United States. Much of that success results from its efforts to boost Donald Trump and co-op U.S. conservatives. <laughs> this is just, this is really, it's hard to bear hug, Joe. Hard to get the arms around. It's a, so just to be clear, the, the whole Russia hoax has been entirely eviscerated, obliterated. It's, it's, it's oh, the people promoting it now becoming intergalactic laughingstock. Biden gets in office. Putin knows he's weak, is looking at invading Ukraine, doing all this stuff. I discussed that yesterday in my radio show, and I'm going to get into that here. But all of a sudden, and they need to find a way to blame Trump for Biden's failures. Trump, who was actually ironically tough on Russia, ironically for the left, who thinks he was a Russian stooge. Meanwhile, Biden's the stooge, right? And they go back to the Russia hoax again. No, no. Russia's going to invade Ukraine. Because of the pee-pee tape thing. Yeah, the hoax. That was, this is John Harvard. This is a guy who, uh, with a straight face, claims to be a journalist while the entire world is laughing at him. Yes, the pee-pee tape. That's what did it. That's why Putin's emboldened. The Russia hoax. Again, you wonder why our FBI and CIA, this is, he claims, a former CIA station chief is on CNN pumping the pee-pee hoax stuff still. And you wonder how actual terrorists keep slipping under our radar screen and trying to kill people in the United States because we're too busy investigating pee-pee tapes. You know, again, I am... You got to give me a second here on this. I'm sorry. I know nobody likes the personal stories, but it's important. here. You know, my prior line of work, there were really serious consequences if we screwed up. I'll never forget that story about George W. Bush in Georgia, not the state of Georgia, the country, where a live grenade was thrown on stage. You can go, so it's not classified information, it's out there on the internet. A live grenade at the President of the United States in the country of Georgia. The only reason the grenade didn't go off was because it was wrapped tightly in a towel and the towel had prevented the triggering mechanism. A live grenade was thrown, you can look it up yourself. I remember I was on the job at the time when it happened. I was running on a treadmill in our training center when I found out about it. Can you imagine if after that there wasn't some hot wash and they said, no, 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 um, it wasn't a security failure. The way moving forward, Joe, 
is instead of fixing what went wrong and a grenade getting on stage with George W. Bush, let's focus on critical race theory and the white supremacist threat in the United States. People would be like, wait, there's a consequence to that. Like the guy could get killed, the president, because we really just screwed up last time and we're not fixing it. We're focusing on something else. That's what's happening right now. The, the FBI's totally screwed up. They've missed a litany of terror attacks or attempted attacks on U.S. soil. They've missed a ton of them. They just got off being humiliated with the Russia hoax and Merrick Garland and them are doubling down on CRT stuff and this other nonsense. <sighs> People are going to get hurt or killed, folks, if we don't fix this immediately. And let me just say, if Donald Trump gets back into office, which I hope happens, there needs to be a massive house cleaning. There's no re-election pressure. In a, there has to be a massive house cleaning. And people who are put in place have to show a loyalty to the Constitution, not a political party. If you can't do it, don't take the damn job. Ladies and gentlemen, for as much as I disagreed with Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, and Barack Obama, I never once in my life thought about not doing my job because of politics, ever. And if you can't do the same damn thing, then don't raise your right hand and get the hell out. Speaking of Russia, by the way, moving on a bit here. The state of Washington wants to criminalize election hoaxes. State of Washington, the uh, leftist governor over there. They want a criminal. Here's, you can read the story in my newsletter. Here it is. It's just the news. Bongino.com slash newsletter, by the way. If you'd like to follow the newsletter, you can sign up there. It's free. Washington State promotes legislation to outlaw lying. Outlaw lying about elections, which raises free speech issues. Gee, you think? Outlaw lying about elections. So, uh, Guy, I found a few suspects here. I've got a few suspects for the FBI and the state of Washington. This is a state of Washington thing, to be fair. But state of Washington. So, by the way, this thing would never, ever, in a, in a thousand eons, uh, withstands court scrutiny. But the state of Washington is falling into, of course, um, the leftist, tyrannical, totalitarian hole. The left now is in love with communism, socialism, and all of their tactics, speech suppression, anti-civil liberties activism, and everything. So the state of Washington wants to criminalize, talk about, elections and lying about elections. So in the 2016 election, of course, we now know they lied and said Trump stole the election with Vladimir Putin. So here are a few suspects. Governor Jay Inslee and the rest of the Washington lawmakers want to lock people up. Here's your most wanted list right here. Check this out. If this story is true, we must begin impeachment proceedings. Uh, this is suborning perjury. I think there's no question it's an impeachable offense. And at that point, we are in high crimes and misdemeanor, and we are in impeachment right, territory. Right. This president needs to be impeached. Impeachment is the remedy. I mean, the president can't. It's the it only is. remedy. The spirit of what Trump did is clearly treasonous. This is moving into perjury, false statements, uh, and even into potentially treason. There's outright treason. I mean, there is no question. I think he's feeling the noose around his neck. The, the noose is tightening, oh. and I think they're shocked that the noose is tightening. He feels the noose is tightening. The noose is tightening. The sound of hoofbeats of all those investigations catching up with Donald Trump must be loud in his ears. Hmm. He may be the first president uh, in quite some time to face the real prospect of jail time. People might go to jail. You're exactly right. For the that rest of their lives. I think they're all going to jail. Well, I think they're all going to end up together in prison, and maybe that's a good thing. Oh, my thing. God. He has no idea that right. he's going down. You're confident that at least some no. Trump associates will wind up in jail? If I was betting, I would say yeah. 
There you go. There's a list of suspects for you right there. Pumping an election hoax in 2016 and ironically suggesting Trump go to jail for what the Washington state lawmakers now want to put others in jail for. Lying about elections. Washington, there's your list of suspects right there. That's the state of Washington, obviously. So go get them. Go get them. We'll expect to see the most wanted list next week. The Motley crew, you know, the little photo array. I'll expect to see that. Everybody holding their breath? Everyone? We have them on the radar. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do. Yes, they're on the radar. That's right, Joe. I'm sure they are. That radar yeah. dish is circling like the Jodie Foster radar dish in that movie Contact <laughs> looking for alien stuff. That's the same one. But don't worry, folks. CNN is on the case. CNN. <laughs> this is a serious story. When I said this to my Fox production team for my Fox show, they couldn't stop laughing. CNN is putting together a crack team, fellas, dedicated to covering misinformation. Time out. Time out. We will get to this in a second. Let me get to my second sponsor. CNN. Yes, I did not say that. That is not a Babylon B story. It is, yes, CNN putting together a team to investigate misinformation, which really, um, I don't want to lose my uh, breakfast on the desk laughing. So we're going to hold that for a second. And I want you all to digest that. <laughs> if you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. All right, uh, getting back to this. So uh, no worries, folks. The Washington bill, the FBI, the CIA promoting the PP hoax, uh, the PP tape hoax. So CNN's on it. They got a crack team who are going to uh, look at misinformation. So just to be clear, the PP tape next network, the let's pretend Spygate didn't happen network, the Michael Avenatti should run for president network, the uh, Chris Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo network, the Hunter Biden laptop was disinformation network, the Nicholas Sandman network. Uh, the network that hired Brian Stelter for a show they call Ironically Reliable Sources. They are starting a, a misinformation team. If you want to read the whole story, the Post Millennial has it up. It'll be in the newsletter again today. Nick Monroe, CNN plans to create a team dedicated to covering misinformation. Again, please hold your laughter in until we're done with this segment because here's a good start for CNN. Just like we gave a head start to Washington state on who to investigate for election misinformation. I've got a really good start for the CNN misinformation team. Yet Don Lemon, 
He would be a great place to start. Like, oh my gosh, he's on CNN. Yes, CNN is the misinformation network. Here's Don Lemon on yesterday. Don Lemon, again, claiming the filibuster is racist, despite the fact that Obama, Biden, and a litany of Democrats have used and, and sworn by the filibuster in the past, claiming they can use it to combat racism. If you're confused, you should be, because the Democrats are lying. So CNN, you should probably check this guy out first. Here's Don Lemon again, pumping how the filibuster is racist and they need to get rid of it to hijack elections. Check this out. Inevitably. You get the politicians, especially the ones in Washington now who are blocking the, you know, the people's access to the voting booth and they want to use Dr. King conveniently. They're the biggest hypocrites on the planet, because if, if cinema and mansion really want to honor the legacy of Dr. King and all of the people who fought for civil rights and voting rights in this country, what they would do is do a carve out for voting rights in the, with the filibuster. That's what they would do. But for some reason, they are mired in tradition. And they are stuck with these rules that are backwards. And as the former president said at John Lewis's memorial service, these are relics of Jim Crow. The filibuster has been used to block civil rights legislation forever. So the filibuster's racist. There's Don Lemon from CNN. Is the misinformation team, the crack misinformation team, are they going to get on that? Because the Democrats, as you know, and you can see in this Blaze article, which I discussed, uh, I discussed this topic yesterday, this Blaze article. The Democrats literally just used the filibuster to back up their their buddy Vladimir Putin, who they said colluded with Trump falsely to win the 2016 election while they want election misinformation pulled off the Internet. Kind of weird. The blaze, the great Chris Pandalvo can read this story in the newsletter too. Democrats filibuster Nord Stream 2 sanctions bill invoking the filibuster tool, quote, that they say overwhelmingly used by racists. You on that, CNN? So again, the Democrats used to like the filibuster. Now it's say the filibuster's racist, despite the fact that they used the racist filibuster to help their, their buddy Vladimir Putin build this pipeline in Germany while simultaneously fighting against the pipeline right here. I'm going to be doing a big monologue on this on my Saturday show on Fox. Don't miss it. We were working on it all day yesterday. These people are such colossal frauds. CNN, the laughable. Low, third place in a three-way race for eons, CNN. The PP network is actually doing a misinformation team. Here's more misinformation that they should really look into. Here's Liz Warren again, suggesting that the uh, Republicans, by trying to stop this election hijacking measure Biden wants, excuse me, that the Republicans are trying to suppress the black and minority vote with voter ID. Well, you would think if that was actual information and not the misinformation, it is the Democrats are the misinformation specialists along with CNN. You would think they would have some evidence that that's actually true, correct? That voter ID laws would be correlated with low voter turnout. Well, listen to Elizabeth Warren talk about this on the news yesterday. No fact checker is fact checked her. The CNN misinformation team hasn't fact checked her. And yet I'll prove to you after this is done that, again, Liz Warren is just making this up and lying because there's nothing the Democrats love more than misinformation on race to keep America divided. It's the only way they win. Check this out. I am not declaring this bill dead because we can't. It is 
absolutely too important. Understand it this way. Voting is foundational. That is the whole premise of our democracy. And before we get to the procedural part, keep this in mind that state legislatures all around the country that are controlled by Republicans are doing everything they can to keep people from voting. Who are they trying to keep from voting? Black people, brown people, college students, uh, people who live on tribal reservations, trying to keep those folks from voting because they might vote Democratic. Every single senator who is a Republican in the United States Senate has said they're not going to do anything. So, Liz Warren... In a, again, a, the continued leftist misinformation, disinformation campaign about race and voting in America continues to lie to you with no, you notice she cites no data whatsoever. Um, you notice they never do that. That's because here's what the data actually says. Wall Street Journal's Jason Riley has a great piece on this called the racial progress Democrats won't admit. Here's the actual voting data, folks. In 2020, Asian and Hispanic voting levels made history again while black turnout was the third highest on record for a presidential election. When minority voters are sufficiently motivated, they seem to have no trouble casting a ballot. And when asked their views on voter ID laws, as they were in surveys conducted last year, large majorities of respondents, regardless of race or political affiliation, expressed support. You won't see Liz Warren fact-checked one bit for that nonsense that somehow voter ID laws and Republicans support for them and Democrats by the poll, by the way, are somehow racist and suppressing the vote. Black voter turnout set records during the Obama era and in 2020 was the third highest ever, only after the Obama years. Do you notice they never, ever cite the data? And yet they flip the script, these lying misinformation slobs, and they flip the script and pretend we're the ones lying to you, despite the fact, if you notice on this show, we always produce the receipts while they produce nothing but verbal diarrhea. Every single time. Ask Liz Warren about that. Voter ID's racist. How come voter turnout's gone up from black voters, Hispanic voters, and Asian voters? How is that exactly? I thought they believed in disparate impact, right? You know, disparate impact. You don't have to prove racist intent. Yeah. Just the outcome of a law can have some kind of racial disparity. So you pass voter ID, voter turnout in these states amongst minority goes up. So it's non-disparate impact. You don't see them talking about that, do you? Kind of weird, right? Speaking of misinformation, you know what? Let me get to my third sponsor. But this is day four of Tube, otherwise known as ScrewTube, our suspension of the... Dan Bongino account on YouTube, which we're thoroughly enjoying, by the way, as Rumble just <laughs> explodes in new members. <laughs> we got big surprises coming. I've got big news coming up about YouTube. Yeah, I haven't told you yet. I'm sorry. Paul and I have discussed this. Should we, should, we should probably chat about this before I mention it on the air. Maybe we'll talk about I got big news coming about our, re, our return to return to ScrewTube. It's going to be good. Thanks. Uh, what is her name? Coco. What was her name? Coco Pinelli or something? Coco Pinnell from YouTube. Coco Pinelli or Coco Pinnell? It's not Coco Chanel. Coco Pinnell from YouTube. Thank you again for that email telling us how you suspended our account. We really appreciate that. You guys will, again, you'll figure it out eventually what's going on. Yo, so it's day four. Yeah, go. <laughs> it's day four of Commie Tube suspension. I'll get to that in a second uh, because they are, believe me, starting to sit there going, was this a good idea? Probably not. 
All right, so it's day four, as I said, of uh, ScrewTube's suspension of our account. Uh, we'll have some big news on that coming up. But um, they suspended us for saying things about masks that have turned out to be scientifically accurate. Again, making the point I just made without beating this thing to death here. Uh, now, we were right the entire time on masks. YouTube is the anti-science, anti-free speech platform. The left uh, is in love with masking because Donald Trump questioned masks. The left does not care that masks have been ineffective in stopping the pandemic. They don't. The left wants you in a face diaper 24 hours a day because Donald Trump questioned the efficacy of masks. That's it. Uh, please make no mistake of this. The left is the anti-science party. Um, and they're starting to belatedly acknowledge right now some of the CDC and even the leftist lunatics that these masks have been ineffective. Why? Because people are starting to laugh at them and realize what buffoons these people are. That's why we showed you that poll yesterday, upwards of what, 60 plus percent of people don't trust the government and the media anymore. That's what happens, ladies and gentlemen, when for two years, the media and the government tells people, wear a mask, it'll stop the pandemic. And you have places like Israel right now, sadly, where they are quadruple vaxxed country with mask mandates and lockdowns, which has one of the highest infection rates in the world. This is why people lose faith. This is why. However, if you were on this show, you were warned early that the mask will not save you from COVID. Leftists believe that, however, which puts them in danger. But the left and the media don't care. You want some truth on it? Here's the good doctor, Dr. Marty Makari, on Fox yesterday, talking about how even the hack lunatic leftists are starting to come around, realizing nobody trusts them anymore because they pledge allegiance to the mask. Check this out. Well, there's actually broad consensus now uh, by public health officials acknowledging privately, and they're starting to say so publicly, that the cloth masks have almost no impact on transmission whatsoever. And we've basically known that the entire time because the size of an aerosolized COVID virus is about one to five microns, and the pore size of a cloth mask is about... 10 to 200 microns. So it's very porous. We're also finally starting to see acknowledgement from public health officials that everyone's going to get Omicron or be exposed to it. So I think people are hungry for honesty right now. If you look at the CDC's strong stand on mask mandates, they are citing the Maricopa study, which was a study so scientifically flawed, it would never be published in any medical so journal. They actually, they had more schools in the study than there are in the county. Just remember, just remember, we were suspended from YouTube for saying exactly that. Just remember, we were. I am so proud. I am not kidding that over time, when my life comes to an end, whenever it may be, I'm 47. I, I hope I've got 40 years left. We'll see. That's up to God, not me. I am going to be very proud in my last breath to look my kids in the face and say, you know what? Regardless of the penalties, we were always on the side of truth. I'm going to be proud of that. And thank you for supporting me in this uh, in this fight against these screw tube communists through the creation of Rumble, which uh, has blown up, and from standing up to them. I appreciate your support. It means the world. All right, folks, moving on. Listen, inflation's become a disastrous problem for the Biden administration. It's become an even bigger disastrous problem for your wallet. But I made the case to you early on and have been for a long time that the government loves inflation. Washington loves inflation. Now you see it. Wall Street Journal piece. Washington cashes in on inflation. Folks, they are loving every minute of this. If you're a regular listener to this show, you may say, Dan, that's not possible. They love inflation. Yes. Why do big government Republicans and Democrats, both of them, love inflation? I'll get to this piece in a second again, but for a couple of reasons. 
Number one, when inflation devalues your money, right? Pretty simple. If you make $500 and your salary doesn't go up, $500 10 years ago bought a lot more than $500 buys now, right? Not hard. That's what inflation is. The value of your money goes down. Prices go up. Why does the government love that? Because when the value of money goes down and debt, which the government has a lot of, 20 plus trillion dollars of it, our U.S. government owes 20 plus trillion dollars. When the value of the dollar goes down, the value of the debt goes down too, which works out great for the government. It's called monetizing the debt if you want to look it up and just study up. And it's not a complicated principle. Value of money goes down. So does it. if you owe someone $10, do you want to pay them $10 now? Or do you want to pay them with $10 in 1913 money? You want to pay them with $10 now. 1913, $10 went a long way. $10 went a lot further. You want to pay them in today's money. If you owe money, you love inflation. You love it. Now, not only do you love it because you can monetize your debt and spend a lot of money and not have to pay the whole thing back. You can pay in today's dollars, not 1913 dollars. You also get a boatload and a gusher of tax revenue. You doubt me? Here, look at the journal story I was talking about. Individual income tax receipts, ladies and gentlemen, of the government rose 55% in the first fiscal quarter. The boom for the Beltway reflects the strong growth in nominal GDP. In other words, the numbers, not real GDP, just the numbers. With 7% inflation, nominal GDP is increasing by double digits, which leads to higher nominal profits, wages, and salaries. Washington gets the revenue windfall from these taxes on nominal increases, even if the average wages for you, the workers, fall behind inflation as they did last year by 2.4%. A 7% rate of inflation is Christmas all year round for the federal government. You see what's happening? Your real wages, your buying power are down by 2%, but the government's raking it in in your tax dollars. They're making a fortune off this thing. The government loves this. So this is a trifecta for them. Trifecta, you said a do-fecta, a do-effecta here. Monetize the debt. They can monetize their own debt and reap the tax revenue bills. What's the try and the trifecta? Well, as prices continue to go up, which they will, guaranteed, because the Democrats, as you'll see from this Just the News article, want to spend even more money. And they're saying, hilariously, Joe, it's going to bring inflation down. That'll do it. Just the news article, Nicholas Ballacy, hmm. top Democrat says passing Biden's mega spending package would, quote, bring down inflation. You keep sticking to that line. Let's print more money to stop more money from chasing less goods. That's a great idea. So inflation will get worse. So what's the try and the trifecta? They're going to use these exploding, price, uh, exploding prices to institute price controls. The Democrats love price controls. It's, it's, it's an old communist tactic. Now, price controls, when you say, hey, you can't charge more for bread and milk than this, always lead to a couple of things. They lead to increased demand for a product, right? You make Corvettes $30,000 price control instead of the $70,000, you're going to get more people wanting to buy them. Well, how is that a bad thing? Because a Corvette costs about $40,000 to make. So then you get decreased supply of Corvettes because Chevy's not going to make a Corvette and lose $10,000 on every car. You also got uh, black markets that develop because people will sell Corvettes for 70000 on the black market. And you also get uh, quality problems. 
Because if Chevy's forced to make Corvettes by the government at a $10,000 loss, I promise you, you're going to get a Pinto, not a Corvette. But the government loves price controls because communists love to control the economy. It's a way to control the means of production. So Conceptual James on social media put out this hilarious clown meme, which I love. Here, this is a series of headlines with the left and the media about inflation. Here it was first from last year. The inflation scare doesn't match reality. Then it goes on. Later on, they change their tune again. Republicans are scaremongering about inflation to derail the Democratic agenda. The Republicans pounce. That's right, Guy. Then it turned to why the inflation we're seeing now is a good thing. MSNBC to now full clown show January 18th. Should the government control the price of food and gas? I called it. Uh, yeah, yes. Thank you, Joe. It is Bozo the Clown. <laughs> That's crusty time, too. Now, I told, did we not say it? Did we not call this? This was going to happen. Yes, they want to monetize yeah. the debt, reap the rewards of taxes, and then they would push for price controls. Joe and I at this show have only been talking about for like the past seven years. Yeah. There it is, right there. But again, we're the misinformation people. We're the mis Everything we've told you on this show has come to fruition. And yet I marvel at how these leftist goons like at CNN who lie to you all the time and constantly change their story. It's just incredible how they get away with this. Yes, we're going to have a crack misinformation team. Well, you better start at CNN first, jokers. Clown show. What a bunch of dopes. My gosh. All right. Um, let's go to this next. This is just a quick kind of, you know, we always have a little comic relief in the middle of the show. This is uh, Stephen Col Colbert. I know it's Colbert. It's Colbert. Here's Stephen Colbert on his show. Um, he's a pretend comedian. He has Elizabeth Warren, who's making multiple appearances on today's show today. But this is more about Colbert than her. And Stephen Colbert is one of these uh, late night alleged comedians who, when uh, Trump was in office, they swore every day that Trump was a tyrant. He was a monarch. He was a fascist. He was trying to change the rules. Now, it's kind of odd because the Democrats are the ones who want to pack the Supreme Court. They believe that they have control over the kids in your schools, not you, the parents who actually pay for the schools. Uh, they invent conspiracy theories to get people out of office and, and question elections every time they lose. But they said Trump was a tyrant. Here's Colbert, and I want you to ask after seeing this, who's the real tyrant here? Now he doesn't like the Senate, so they want to abolish the Senate. But don't worry, Trump was the tyrant, folks. It was definitely all about Trump. Check this out. If you can't get rid of the filibuster, what about, and just hear me out here and try to do okay. this objectively. I'm ready. What if... <laughs> We just get rid of the Senate. <laughs> and I'm 100% serious here. It is the most anti-democratic institution next to the judiciary because the judiciary is only the way it is because the Senate is the way it is. No one would drop a single tear. You've already got tenure. You can go back to your old job. You'll be fine. <laughs> Spend more time with Bailey and Bruce, okay? I, I, have I don't understand what possible positive purpose the United States Senate provides right now. You know, listen, ordinarily I'd laugh at this, you know, imbecile Colbert, but it's not funny. And by the way, he's very clear here. It's not a joke. He literally says this is not a joke. But these people are really concerning. I'm, I'm not kidding. And I know a lot of you are concerned too. These are the same Democrats who believe that they should be able to indoctrinate your kids as a matter of their right. I'll get to that in a second. These are the same Democrats when they lose a court case, want to hijack the court and pack it. 
These are the same Democrats that believe they should be able to pick their voters rather than the voters pick them through uh, gerrymandering. And then when the Republicans do it, they take them to court and sue them. These are the same Democrats who question every national election they lose from Bush v. Gore to Trump Clinton. These are the same Democrats who we showed a poll the other day, a, one of the most frightening polls I've ever seen, that anyone who questions the vaccine mandate should have their kids taken away and should be put in jail. We put the data up. It's on the Tuesday show from yesterday. Yesterday was Tuesday, right? I think. I'm losing track of time. It's there. You can look at it. This is the, this, you know, I can't say enough. They are who we thought they were, to quote Dennis Green. These people are very dangerous. They don't like being called dangerous. Therefore, they try to flip the script. And when we expose what they're actually doing, packing the court threats, they're there. That happened. Late night comedians and others suggesting that the Senate rules should be thrown out or this guy suggesting the Senate should be disbanded altogether. Questioning elections, which is their specialty. When we expose that, threatening to have... uh, or supporting, I should say, Precision Matters, throwing people in jail and taking their kids for not taking a vaccine that has done nothing to stop the transmission of Omicron. Nothing. They try to flip the script and say, us pointing out the danger of their tyranny is dangerous. It's really genius. It really is. It's disgusting, immoral, and unethical, but it's really genius. And the grapefruits to do it. Oh, Dan, they're not threatening to take your kids. They're not? I'll get to that in a second. Let me get to my last sponsor, and I'll show you how, again, they feel. This is, they again, they are who we think they are. They believe your kids are their kids. I'll get to that in a second in a Supreme Court case that's interesting. It involves Ted Cruz. Don't miss it because it speaks to freedom of speech and everything else. Okay, uh, the Michigan Democrat Party proving my point that the left, uh, the left, own, own the tyranny label. So they put out a post. This is the, uh, they, which they had to delete, suggesting that parents did not have a role um, in the teaching of their children and that the role of public schools is to teach what they want, not what the parents want. Well, turns out, big shocker, fellas, parents don't really like that. Parents would like to have a say in their own education of their kids, considering they're their kids and they pay for the schools. So the Michigan Democratic Party had a recant and they put up this post. We've deleted a post that ignored the important role parents play and should play in Michigan public schools. Parents need to have a say in their children's education. End of story. This is like one of those disclaimers. The post does not reflect the views of the Michigan Democrats. and should not be misinterpreted as a statement of support from our elected officials or candidates. (laughs) Listen to me, folks. They don't believe a word of this. Yeah, there's the original post. Here, thank you. Not sure where the parents control should control what kids is originating, but parents do have the option to choose to send their kids to private schools. They say at the end, it's their job to teach them what society needs to know. No, society, really. You don't have a say, you parents. This is who they are, folks. This is who they are. When the Democrats are telling you who they are, believe them. Pack the courts, disband the Senate dump the rules, change the filibuster, question elections, take custody of the kids' education with no parental input. They are who they told you they are. And it matters because there's an election coming up. 
Don't let them now start to change their tune and all pretend to be these down the line moderates. Oh, no, no, parents should have said they don't believe any of that, any of it. All right, here's our last story of the day. It's an important one. Uh, it's not that wonky, but it does involve big issues like the freedom of speech and others. There's an interesting Supreme Court case coming up. It involves Ted Cruz. Uh, There's a Wall Street Journal piece by Bradley Smith called Ted Cruz versus Frankenstein's Monster. It's about election law. Having run for office before, uh, folks, I can tell you, the funding of elections is a total complicated mess. We have this weird system now where it's, um, that's why they call the Wall Street Journal the Frankenstein Monster. If you ever plan on running for office, I'm going to warn you. This mishmash of rules and interpretations and what's election spending versus personal spending. It's all over the map. It's hard to interpret to the point where you really should have a good election finance lawyer because you're almost guaranteed to get in a trouble. I use a perfect example. I, I ran for office on the west side of Florida, right? I get in this huge fight with this reporter because she doesn't even understand the reporter at the time that donations under a certain amount don't have to be declared on your filing. I, I'm not kidding. So she calls me one day, true story, and she's like, this is really weird. You just uh, moved over here to the west side of Florida, and you have no local support. You don't have any, uh, you have very few local donors. I said, actually, you've got quite a few of them. Where are you getting your data? She goes, I looked at your election filings. I said to her, you realize that that's only donations above $200, right, or whatever the number was? She had no idea. She had no idea. She already wrote the article. You understand what I'm saying? All of my local donors were small donors. She had no idea. They don't, it, this thing is a total train wreck. We have this mishmash of you can donate 2700 per election, but you're only declared on a form if you donate more than, I think, $200, but you can't donate more than 2700 per election, uh, but you can donate to the party in a pack instead. Folks, it's all stupid. It's all stupid. We should throw the whole thing. It's not doing. I'm, listen, I'm not running, so it doesn't matter. I'm not, it doesn't involve me. I'm telling you, it's dumb. Here, you want to see an example of just how dumb it is? Ted Cruz has this Supreme Court case going because he lent his campaign money against Beto in the last Senate run. So because Congress wants to protect itself and incumbents, Congress's biggest fear right now, do you know this? Their biggest fear and the Congress and the Senate is having a rich opponent who doesn't have to raise money. So Congress rewrote the election regulations with the so-called millionaires amendment, which said that if a candidate spends a lot of his own money running for office, this is from the journal, the contribution limit for his opponent, but only his opponents tripled. The apparent theory was that contributions over the limit corrupted office holders unless they face a strong challenger and really needed more money. You believe this? So Congress, because they don't want to face people who don't need to raise money, who can finance their own campaigns, people who are wealthy, they put this millionaire's amendment in saying, hey, that $2,700 limit we can get from people, from donors, yeah, triple that for us if we're running against a millionaire, but not for our opponent. How, how, this is the United States. This isn't the Soviet Union. They did it to protect themselves. So, ironically, what happened? 
richer candidates started to run because they also, what they did in this millionaire's amendment is ensure that if you financed your own campaign because you were wealthy, you could only pay back yourself a certain amount with pre-election funds. In other words, you'd have to lose all the money. So folks, what happened? Only really, really stupid rich people, I mean stupid like intellectually, stupid rich people like Bloomberg and others run, because why, Joe? They don't care about having to pay themselves back. Right. This is a disaster. It is a total mess. Want my suggestion? Dump the whole thing. Just dump it. Dump the whole system. Let people finance these campaigns however they see fit. Dan, that would open up all this to unnecessary influence. Are you joking me? Are you being serious? It's Congress has already insulated itself through lobbyists and these millionaires' amendments to make sure they can be influenced and not have to worry about an opponent. There is no perfect system. There is no perfect system. Forget it. There is only less bad systems, and this is the least bad option. Scrap the whole damn thing. As long as there's no bribes, as long as there's no influence operations, dump the whole damn thing. Stupid. <laughs> Let's see how Ted Cruz does in his case. He's trying to get his money back from you know uh, donating money to his own campaign. Not Ted Cruz's dopey law. Believe me, I ran. It's moronic. It only protects incumbents who can raise a fortune through lobbyists. They don't want you to give them a, give them a run for their money. All right, thanks for tuning in. Thank you also. We added uh, 30,000 new subscribers to our Rumble account since the YouTube ban. Thank you so much. Please subscribe today. It's free. It's rumble.com slash Bongino. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Uh, my videos... Um, are only available here for now and uh, maybe coming soon just to rumble. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Check it out. Thanks for tuning in, folks. See you on the radio a little later. You just heard Dan Bongino.